Episode seventy nine point two by our sponsor Ico Underwood. We'll have a drop for Ico next season. Yeah, we definitely need to have. Actually, her. nah, she don't get the drop until she make an Instagram. Facts. She got that one, Ico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to earn it, champ. Um, 
But great episode. But keep, I, but keep sponsoring the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need these lights. You see, the lights are starting to flicker a little bit. Lights are starting to flicker a little bit. Because we need them lights. Here comes uh, the DSS plug. Nah, I'm not, I'm not about to do it. LSS is up after, after <laughs> Steph in the morning. What? Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. Steph, Clay, Poole. Yeah. We'll <coughs> we got some work to do. We do. Um, I mean, they took an L on the Celtics side because our boy Jason Tatum was, Man. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Jalen was holding, holding him down. Yeah, he was. You feel me? He was holding us down. Draymond wasn't on the other side for a little bit. Yeah, he was He was definitely with the LSS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Draymond, too. You too mad to be like <laughs> You too mad to be like yeah. <laughs> Draymond, he got he got too much pride. Dog. Shout out to Draymond. Yeah, yeah. But we do got to uh, plug Ico. Ico is a um, real estate agent who's registered in Virginia, um, from the area. Former Marine veteran, single mom, uh, IT professional. She does a lot. She does it all. Um, but where uh, she's making the most mark in, in her career is in real estate. Um, listen to episode 79.2. She gets into a ton of real estate tips. Um, if you're a buyer, seller, um, or just interested in learning about what each side looks like, definitely uh, check her out. Um, if you go to our website, clockinpod.com, um, you'll see a sponsor section, and then there's a link that... If you click it, um, it lets her know that that we referred you. Can we give out um, this number? This ain't her personal joint, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's on her wristband, so we might as might as well. Nah, I'm not gonna, she might have some creeps all all in there. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fill out fill out your information. It's like first name, last name, email, phone number. If you are interested in in Virginia real real estate. Um, Eichel's awesome she'll take care of you and uh, thank you Eichel for, for sponsoring the pod um, another thank you I know we've been talking about the new website clockinpod.com we have to shout out Brittany Wakeman who, who made the site um, for people who uh, have checked it out I mean it's very well done um, Brittany is also a single mom um you know, works in the construction field nine to five, but has a, a side business, um, Emporia Marketing, and uh, she does a lot of stuff for small businesses. And she she's been rocking with us as a as a supporter for a while, and then we kind of added her to the team uh, for different things. So shout out to Brittany, uh, much appreciated. She be good and, to get on the uh, podcast. I mean, she get her on. She's got yeah, she got a good story. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about. She's it. locked in too. Yeah, now nah, she's. She's she's serious about her goals. Uh, she's not letting the the body positivity movement uh, justify uh, staying where you're at. But that's a whole nother episode. Cedarico. Marshall woke up and chose by. I like that. Yeah, after yesterday, I had to. I was I was just mad yesterday. You were kind of mad yesterday. I, I picked mad I, yesterday. I picked Marshall up for our game, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, I was mad yesterday. Yeah, you. Um, what you it's, you all right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Okay, you took it out on the floor. Uh, yeah, so I, I want you to be mad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, for two I'm, more I'm, for two I'm, more days. I'm, I'm, I'm mad the rest of the way. For two more days, I want you um, to be mad. Even uh, playing like like Westbrook. 
I did yesterday. Yeah, the you, last couple you, games. He's back on your watch, bro. Yeah, yeah. We so all right, real quick. Don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but for those who don't know, we play in a men's league. Um, Lifetime Athletic has gyms all over the country, and we play in the the Gainesville Virginia League. Um, we've had our worst season, and that said, I mean, we we ended the season five and three, um, regular season five and three. Never which, lost that many games. Never lost that many yeah. games. I don't think in any league I've played in a, in a long time, and it's been a while, like since I've lost that many games in a men's league when we weren't there. Yeah, exactly. Because um, maybe in the other seasons, like when guys weren't there, we might have lost. But no, even then, I feel like maybe two at the most. Yeah, maybe two. But I was thinking about this today, dog. So we played in this league for this is the fourth season we played in it. Um, and we've lost, I think, a total of five games. No, six games. Um, yeah, we've lost six games. Dog. Four of those six, four of those six losses have been by two points or, or less. <laughs> That's crazy. Like every four of the six have been by two points, and then the other two were like you know blowouts where we didn't have everybody, and you yeah. know it happens. It is what it is. But um, yeah, I, I, on the quest for another one, man. Yeah, yeah, man. We have a game tomorrow at nine. Um, Pull up too, man. Yeah. I'm starting encouraging yeah. people to pull up. It's a good, it's a, it's a good environment. Yeah, man. you know, I look at these leagues like the Drew League. You know, what I'm saying even like down at Berry Farms or Watts League. Like, I mean, there's there's no telling, you know, why we shouldn't have something like that in Nova, right? So, pull up, man, if y'all are free. I know it's a school night, but it's good basketball. Man, there's a lot of good talent, um, music. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun, man. Shout out to uh, to Ray Chambers, who who was a commissioner for a while. Um, got the league started. And, uh, another shout out to Brandon Allen, who's running the league now. He's taking it to, the, to another level. Yeah. Um, and it's been the most competitive league, I think, from top to bottom so that we played in. Um, which it, is why, you know. Probably the most organized. No disrespect to Ray. Yeah, but. definitely the most organized. Um, but, but, yeah, man. Uh, it was it was fun yesterday, and we got two more two more to go, and uh, hopefully you know by next well this is our last episode for this season, but next time we talk to you, we'll keep you updated. Yeah, yeah, we'll let y'all know. Uh, another quick announcement uh, can't can't uh, gloss over this one. Our very own uh, Grussell, aka Eric Jackson's birthday is in two days. Yes, sir. 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 Yes, Happened, what happened on set? Nah, I'm <laughs> uh, but you got any plans for your actual birthday? Yeah, just gonna go out, get some dinner, you know. Some like Do all of my favorite things. That's my thing for my birthday. You got some pancakes? Do all of my favorite things. You got some pancakes. apple pie? Apple pie? Get apple pie, eat a burger, go digging. Wait, go digging? Go record shopping. Like for records. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go record shopping. Yeah, man. That's all my favorite things. I like that, yeah. man. I might have to start. It didn't have to be anything crazy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just, just, just be actually, happy. actually. 
I mean, I shouldn't be doing all my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, I left out a few, but um, you guys can figure that out. Maybe I do got some wine in this cup. I'm getting this water. Let's, uh, let, <laughs> let's, let, let's get into something. Um, all right, so for those who follow uh, NBA especially, um, and I feel like the NBA is really the only sport that does this, but there, there's this kind of like beef between the new generation and the old generation. Now, whose generation was better, you know, tougher, more skilled, all these things, right? Kevin Durant, um, who's from from the DMV, from St. Pleasant, Maryland, uh, arguably top five NBA talent ever. Um, you know, when it's all said and done, he, he, he may be in that. He'll probably be in that conversation. He's probably, I think, the most talented NBA player ever. For his size, versatility definitely can make that. Can, he has make no, that literally, there's no weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> He's 50, 50, 40, 90 club at seven feet. Like he's a creative yeah, player. Nah, it's, it's it's we'll never see me. Well, actually, that's a lie. There's there's some guys out there. Brandon Ingram is Brandon. Like, no, Brandon no. Ingram's Brandon Ingram's tough. Dog. No, he's tough, but he's, he's not a, gonna. He's a poor man's KD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be prototypes. That's what, yeah, that's that's what I meant. Like, <coughs> we'll never me. see another KD. Nah. Um, Charles Barkley, you know, Hall of Famer, uh, TV personality. He he has said some things that, that are critical of a lot of players today, but Kevin Durant's been one of them. And he has this term that we've talked about before called bus driver, right? So the bus driver is a person who gets you from point A to point B, right? And then, you know, obviously the people on the bus are just going along for the ride, right? Like they're not they're not in control. They're not they're not leading the charge. So he he said that based on KD's uh, career and even the championships he's won, he's not a bus driver and he's not going to get that respect until uh, until he's a bus driver. Find the exact quote. So while he's while he's pulling that up, um, Kevin Durant basically clapped back and was like, "You know, these old dudes always hating just because they're not getting paid as much as we as we did. Um, you know, just shut up and, and stop hating, pretty much." So this isn't a clock in or clock out segment, but um, you know, I kind of wanted to get get your thoughts on on both sides, right? Uh, because I see KD side. Um, Charles Barkley has no rings. He's probably the most critical uh, former like '90s basketball star um, out there, um, and you know he tends to just kind of say what's on his mind, right? So. I, I, based on Barkley's resume and based on what KD has done, I understand why KD would would basically say like, "Come on, man! Like you're not me. You're not that. Like, you weren't yeah. that guy." Um, but regardless of 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 all that, right? Like Charles Barkley is like he he's he's qualified to talk about basketball, and there's truth to what he's saying. So here's here's a quote. Um, this is from Charles Barkley. Before Katie gets the great respect from all the old heads, he's going to have to win a championship as the bus driver, as you talked about. Barkley said he joined that team that already won a championship, so no disrespect. That's just a fact. 
So until he until he is a guy on the championship team, we're not ever gonna give him respect that he probably deserves, and that's just the way it is. Um, and then let me see if I can find <laughs> Katie's tweet because he responded to that. Um, let's see. He said, Katie said, all this ish is nasty. Another terrible analogy from a hating old head that can't accept that we make it more bread than them. It's just timing, Chucky. Don't hate the player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Katie, Katie is, you know, as you mentioned, all-time talent, first ballot Hall of Famer, champion, uh, you know, he, he's he's validated in his career. However, there are, you know, arguments and um, I guess, I don't, I don't want to call them rankings, but when you're, when you're, when you're in the conversations of, you know, being the greatest, you look at Jordan, you look at Kobe, you look at LeBron, because I mean, those are, that's a standard, right? When it talks about being the greatest, they were, they were the lead guys. They were the catalysts on their team. And given what Kevin Durant did, already joining arguably the greatest team ever, um, even though they didn't win a championship that year, still beat, you know, all time regular season record. Him joining that team, again, after losing to them in the playoffs. That, like, to me, that's what, like, was just kind of crazy to me. Like, I I get the, I get the decision from a basketball standpoint, but it's like, dog, you just lost to them, and then now you're going to join them. Besides the point, um, I, I agree with Chuck, man, when it comes to, like, again, these conversations that we have when it talks about who are – Who's the greatest? And until until he wins a championship, you know, with him being the lead guy, that's a you know that's <laughs> that's that's gonna affect his legacy. Like, and why would he leave Golden State if he wasn't trying to do that? I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I, I don't like how KD responds to certain stuff, but it's a cop out. I make more money than you. That's a cop out. I was literally yeah, about to say it, that. I mean, like, you're bringing up bread because Chuck, like, he doesn't. He's not talking. About it, bread, it's dog. it's it's childish, and I don't like I don't like that response. But here's the thing that I that I think KD is trying to get across, and what he's been trying to get across, right? KD has never really publicly, or maybe even privately, put out there that he's trying to be the greatest or be even be in that conversation, right? Comparing him with LeBron, LeBron has made it clear that he's chasing Jordan. Like, he's made that publicly clear. It was clear the way he came in the league, the number he chose. Like, he's, he's been very, um, you know, open about that. KD, from what I've observed, he really just wants to hoop. And And what I do respect about him is He's not he's not trying to prove that he's the greatest. He's not trying to get the approval of these older these old heads. And you know, he, even though he's talented, he didn't choose 
And it's not, and, and, and you know, when you're that talented, you're, there's going to be comparisons. To his defense, he didn't necessarily choose, you know, uh, to, to, to be put in these conversations. And I don't think he ever really wanted to or even cares. So I think in his eyes, he's like, I, I really, like, I really don't care what y'all say about my legacy and, and what y'all think. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comparing myself to these guys and what everyone thinks I should be comparing myself to because I'm just as good or just as talented as LeBron, Kobe, MJ, and all the other stuff. Um, and I disagree. I don't think that I he disagree on because I he's he's publicly said, you know, he was tired of being number two, number number two pick, number two in high school. So yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely there, there's definitely a chip on his shoulder. I, I I get that part, but what I'm saying is that's He's talking about like, like now. The I'm not approval saying, of the old heads—that's BS. And, and I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that it's it's, you know, uh, that he's not competitive and that doesn't drive him. I'm just saying, I don't think he. I think he feels like people are trying to get him to, you know, want like to care about being better than Jordan and LeBron and Kobe or being compared to these guys, and he's just like. I just want to. I just want to win and play. You know, do what I like to do. And no, I, I agree. That, that's I that's just my that's just my take on it. Now, I don't like the way he handles himself um, because he doesn't have to say anything. That was literally, and that's my point. Like, you don't need to say anything. Yeah. Just let your just let your talent do the talking. Um, and he has his podcast. Like, you know, if like there's a time and a place. Like, all right, your podcast. I'm cool with that. But like the tweets and the and the clapping back, like it, it's, it's only just adding it's, more it's fuel just, to it's the just, fire. It's just a lack of maturity. That's just, that's all it is. It's just adding more fuel um, to the fire. But I did want to I did want to throw this out there, man, because I was thinking about it when it came to uh, to you know this whole topic and other things that I see today, and I feel like there, there's some confusion about. People think they're competing with somebody else versus comparing themselves to somebody else. Like to me, there's there's a big difference between competing and comparing. Um, I, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, there are people who may look at, they may say like, "Oh, I, yeah, I see so and so dropped thirty today, and it motivated me to like play my best." Right. Now, if that person didn't have as good of a game as that dude that they saw on the box score in that other game, and it doesn't affect his confidence about himself or he doesn't look at himself or herself as, you know, less than because he didn't have as good of a game, to me, it's just like, oh, that's just friendly competition. But there are people who's like their whole self-confidence is built on someone else. Yeah, like them feeling like they're better than someone else, them feeling like, you know, it happened. Social media is the biggest culprit of it, right? People posting vacations, kids like Harrison's a day for joy is what they say, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I feel like sometimes these older guys, like like Chuck, he can kind of come off as trying to kind of boost, trying to to pull this this generation down to kind of boost. His generation, and that, and that's some, that's one of the things that I don't like. He he, he compares a, a lot. lot of, a lot of old, a lot of old heads do that. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they're biased to to their to their generation. Um, and we've talked about this. Like, 
I love what I love what Draymond was saying about uh, like how it was the game was more physical in the nineties. He's like, no, like I would have got you would if no, I y'all were getting Draymond, y'all were getting bullied. I would have got I would have got punched. You know, like Draymond like, got punched. In the there face was like five was, dudes in the league that were like physical and quite frankly weren't playing basketball. Like they were just out there pushing and you know trying to be enforcers, right? Great, but majority of y'all were not doing that. So this whole and y'all were complaining about the dude exactly. doing that. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's funny when I when I hear that and and it's like the game. Anything in society should should get better and you know progress, right? Like technology we used to have phones with wires and you know you had to you can only go a certain distance to talk to people now i can go anywhere and talk to the phone same thing with sports right like technology science the game's supposed to get better so like yeah athletes who were in the 60s compared to now yeah they're probably more athletic and i'm talking about the majority yeah there were some guys like bill russell and right that were freaks, but there was also guys that, quite frankly, I would destroy it right now. They wouldn't average. They wouldn't average fifteen points in in our league. I mean, I don't know. Maybe probably there, there were guys dribbling to the left with their right hand. Yeah, it, exactly. So, yeah, I just I, I agree in the in the fact that you know these these old heads. You know they're they're bitter again. I don't think it's the money thing. I just think it's kind of like it's just human nature to be biased to your generation and what you've seen. Well, some of it is um, jealousy, but it is yeah, there like, is jealousy because in their eyes, it's like we went through all of this stuff that y'all don't have to go through. And if Barkley well, was in this in this era, come on, dog, he would have been canceled. Actually. Yeah, he would have been canceled. Just appreciate every. <laughs> he would have been canceled. I'm I'm trying to think if he would have been like would have been the opposite, but nah, he would have. Nah, he would have been canceled. He, he definitely would have got canceled. Yeah, he would have lost every endorsement. Nike Nike wouldn't have. I mean, this is the dude. That does said, Nike even still sell shoes like that? Uh, not recently, but he he even said like I don't want to be a role model. Like, don't. If he said that today, he he would get he would get killed. Like the stuff he said about what did he say about women? He said something crazy. Yeah, about he women. said some wild stuff. So I mean, <laughs> San Antonio. I, I, right. I respect. I mean, I respect him for you know speaking his mind. But just appreciate your era. Appreciate everyone's era. Now, are there things that are different that have changed that sh- you know that should be take you know taken taken away from the game like flopping and stuff? Yeah, like jumping into people to get foul shots on threes, like that type of stuff. I get it, but. You know, all this debate doesn't really doesn't really solve anything because it, it, you can't really. There's no objective way to really prove it, right? And that that, that leads into our clock in or clock out. We're gonna do one. All right. I kind of already answered it, but uh, we didn't really do a deeper dive. So. All right, clock in or clock out. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I just wanted to play. Oh, that bull stuff. We in the Z too. 
Yeah. You didn't see, you didn't see that's that bull stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that drop. <laughs> oh, you want it again? <laughs> All right, clock in or clock out. Players today are more skilled than before. Are you clocked in or clocked out? I'm clocked in, and I, like I said, I kind of just gave you all the answer. The game is supposed to to get better, right, and, and progress. Um, again, we're talking about skill. When I think of skill, I think of the whole game, like everyone that plays basketball. Can they shoot better? Can they dribble better? You know, athleticism, um, you know, just the entire makeup of a basketball player. Yes, and I think it's clearly obvious. Right. Skill. Now, you know, if you're not on that side, well, these guys don't know how to play the game of basketball, which I agree. That has nothing to do with the actual, like, tangible skill. So I think, yes, they are more skilled. Um, and, you know, it's because of just the resources and the technology and I can go on YouTube. I literally was on YouTube today, like watching. <laughs> it's actually quite funny. Like Michael Jordan has like a workout video, and he's like, he's he's still in his like, you know, baggy like cut off the the remember the the baggy George shorts. Yeah. Um, this was like clearly after he retired. But I'm like watching that today, and it's like, you're literally getting pointers from the greatest of all time. Did they have that for when? Dr. J was no like I have I have access to that if I'm a 12 year old kid I can literally go and watch Steph Curry and try to emulate what he's doing before you had to freaking like tape something and watch Dr. J so yeah like it's supposed they're supposed to be more skilled just like in technology like it's supposed to get more advanced so yes I'm clocked in what are your thoughts? This one is closer than than I would have probably thought when I originally thought about the question. But after taking some time, you know, we talked about it in our brother's group chat. I'm going to clock in on it, but I, I'm going to take a different spin on it. I think, I like, I agree with you, right? Players today, one through five, you know, have more skills, right? Awesome. But, 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 I got some good answers too that I want to share um, after you. Gonna cut, he's going to cut me off in during the middle of my own explanation, man, on, on the last episode. Hey, man. It's part of the game. But some of us aren't. Clear. Sorry about that. <laughs> if you're going to cut me off, you got to have it queued up, Sam. No, I said after you finish. I'm oh, gonna, oh, you I wanted it, to. Uh, I thought you made it seem like you're about to do it right now. No, nah, um, no. Nah, I said after you finish. So I think so. Here, here's here's a couple of things that like I want people to, to think about on their own, right? Like, what define skill? Like, what does skill mean to you? Yeah, right. And it can mean different things to different people. I'll give you an example. I know players today that cannot run full speed off the screen and catch and shoot and catch and shoot a three, or catch and shoot I mean, any like anything mid range. There are players who can't do that. I know players who can't. Jab step, pump fake, you know, reverse pivot, like 
there are players who don't literally don't they don't know how to do that. So I think players before and then again defined before too, like if we're talking about like the nineties, the eighties, two thousands, um, but generically, you know, I think players are more fundamentally sound. Um, because they had because they had to be. Right? I think players back then were more specialists. You had you, there was like two types of point guards. There was just a, a flat out facilitator, and then there was your your point guard who could, you know, kind of do a little bit of everything. Shooting guards, either all you did was shoot or all you did was defend. Small forwards, um, you know, kind of similar, right? The, the, more utility guy. More utility, yeah. You know, guard one through one through three, hustle guys, run the floor, athletic. Power forwards were exactly how they sound. Enforcers, screen setters, you know, uh, every now and then would have a, a mid-range. And your center is, is supposed to be really skilled in the post. At scoring, you know, rim protector, all that. So I think today's players are, are across the board. scoring. Uh, I mean, the game was pretty much. I mean, it depended on the team, but think about it. You, they literally said until Jordan got there that you can't win without a without a big, like without a big is like your best player. That's the that's the main reason Sam Bowie got drafted ahead of him because that was just how the game was. Sam was he was versatile though. He was he was he wasn't a traditional like bruiser big. Yeah, I mean, he was a center though. Like he could like your centers were your go to typically one of your go to players. Um, but today, one through five can pretty much shoot, dribble, pass. Um, so I mean, I, I I I clock in on it, but I think it's it's not black and white. It's black and white to me as like the game should evolve. The game has evolved in some ways, but it's also it's it's digressed in some ways. It's more um, entertainment driven. Yeah, I mean. Again, like you said, basketball IQ, all that that stuff is is not as much there. It's more how do you score individually, um, and, and and things like that. So, I mean, we this is another sub question because we talked about this. What do you think about the European players versus here? I think that was a that was a good healthy debate. Being more skilled. I think if if you if you define it depends on how you define skill, and that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest. How thing. do you how would you define skill, Nico? I think skill is more like the the attributes. So how well can you dribble? Right. How well can you shoot? How well can you pass? Right. Not being maybe not being able to do it in a game setting, maybe not knowing when to dribble fast or when to dribble slow or when to set a back screen and you know but. That's I don't think that's skill. I think skill is literally what you the de- the definition is the ability to do something well. Yeah, like I think it's expertise. Like the combine stuff. Yeah, for, all right. So I talked about this in the group chat, right? I think European players are more fundamentally sound, and I think they are more skilled at um, what's what I'm looking for. They they're more skilled at being able to do things without relying on their athleticism. That's what I was. I think that's so. So so I'm not saying that they aren't athletic, but okay by definition because you're not as athletic, they have to be more skilled to compete. You feel what I'm saying? 
But the, the point I brought up is it depends on the, the type of game that you're playing because in FIBA, FIBA rules versus NBA rules or, or NCAA rules, it's, they're like three different games, right? That's why you have players who come from overseas to, to the NBA who, who can struggle because it's not as much of a you know game with ball movement and, and, and doing different things like that. There are players in the Olympics for, or American players who go overseas and uh, they struggle because it's you can't just dribble for ten seconds and go one on one. The floor is smaller. Um, you know they let you play a little bit more. Like you're not getting flop fouls and all this type of stuff. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of variables. Yeah, there's a lot of variables. It's not black and white, but yeah. I, I, to me, I think the fundamental part. They are more. They're more skilled because they have to be to compete. And I just think NBA, like, I mean, look, man, let's just call it what it is. There, there's, there's Amer, there's Black American players versus everybody else, right? Let's just call it what it is. Black American players have a certain way that they have learned to play. That's more freestyle. That's more um, instinctive. Instinctive. I mean. Look at look at look at football. It's the same thing, right? Like uh, the way that we move our bodies, the way that we do certain. It's just, this is different. We have, you know, there's there's a little bit more. We rely a little bit more on our physical attributes than than other things. So, um, yeah, that's just my take. I, I think European players are are more skilled because they have to be. But I think uh, Amer Black American players are more talented. It's a difference. Talent is more natural. Skill is more. You have to develop it, and that's that's just my take. Yeah, I mean, I I agree to a certain extent. Um, what you said on like them being more skilled because they have to be. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think they're just more cerebral in the game because they they have to they have to play chess, right? They have to be able to you know use their teammates and set screens and. Um, you know, know a certain system that they're playing, uh, not necessarily being more skilled, right? Like, I think, you know, I look at teams that I played in AAU, like, we're way more skilled than, you know, X team, but they knew how to set screens well, they knew how to, uh, you know, cut off the ball well, and they beat us. Right, like yeah, we were we were probably more skilled top to bottom, but they just they knew how to play the game. So I mean, I we're all kind of saying the same thing, but because there's so many variables that that matter. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's a healthy debate. Or either way, I I still like where the game where it is right now. Um, you know, because there are teams like the Warriors, uh, the Spurs to a certain extent. Um, I like how the Grizzlies play. Like, I, I think we kind of like, I don't know. I feel like we kind of over-exaggerate sometimes on like, oh, the game is it's just different. Well, no, there's still really good basketball out there. There's just, you know, outliers like the James Hardens and, you know, some of these other guys that just dribble the air out of the ball. No, there's still teams that are still running good stuff. Like, Quinn Snyder's a brilliant coach. We just watched the Celtics, the Heat. Like, if you're actually watching the the basketball, like, 
There's still a lot of good basketball. Oh, yeah, for sure. So For sure. I, I think it's more towards, like, the AAU. Youth basketball. Youth basketball, which I would agree with, like, it's terrible because we train some of these kids and, you know, you see them in a, in a live setting and it's like, oh, my gosh, like, <laughs> you're a completely different player. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, but... You know, it's going to take people like us and what we're doing with the goods and, you know, other teachers of the game, not people that are just in it to get Instagram likes and become popular on Instagram. But no, actually, like, teach the game and teach these kids, this is why you're doing this move. This is why you're jumping off, off one foot finish when sometimes that's not really necessary. Like, look at... I'm on a, on a tangent, but it's important. Look at Jalen Brunson. He, he's off two feet a lot. Luka. Um, you know, look at Jordan, the greatest player ever. Kobe. Like, these guys These guys weren't doing all these fancy, like, nah, it's a simple game, man. It, it really is. So I was listening to a basketball coach podcast, and uh, Randolph Macon's coach was on it. Oh, uh, you with um Josh Merkel. Yeah, was this was Sean Sean Mo Hoops? Is that what it's called? Uh, nah, it's um, Hardwood Hustle is what it's called. And uh, he was just talking about how, and it, uh, let me just take a step back. Randolph Macon is one of the most successful Division three basketball programs. We'll scratch that. They're one of the most successful basketball programs in the country. It doesn't matter the division. Yeah, they're they're consistently in the top twenty five, consistently in the NCAA tournament, which even at the D three level is extremely tough. Um, they have a they have a culture of success, and one of the things he he said is he tells his players if you if you're not dunking the ball off one foot, I don't want you finishing off one foot. Or if you're not wide open, and, and he said every like everything they do is off two feet. Villanova is the same way. Yeah. And he said you have to earn going off one foot. There's a guy named Buzz Anthony, really good player. He's 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 been like. All-American for like three years and he was saying how he he earned the right to do to take certain shots and do certain things because he did the the things that he required of his of his team really well first right um so you know you're right like it, this, it, there's something to that like there's there's a reason why there's certain fundamentals that you know that you need to learn and this is this isn't a basketball podcast, guys. We talk about it a lot. But whatever field you're in, you need to learn the fundamentals, right? Like freestyling and creativity, that's awesome. You need that too. But, I mean, Eric can <laughs> speak to it as a, as, a, as, a, as a producer, someone who makes music and beats. I'm sure there are some fundamentals he had to learn. Right? I don't know how sound works. Yeah. I, I mean... And then, as a DJ, there's some fundamentals. As someone who's doing, you know, video, videography work, right? Like, yeah, you can. It, How do you turn on the camera? <laughs> yeah, dog. Like, there's fundamentals. Yeah, no, it's 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 way Because like, it, I, mom got a camera like that, like not like that, but like you know, like a a camera that's not an iPhone. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm playing, but I'm like, yo, like. How do I even like do this joint? She took you know the picture. Saying? We're trying to figure out how to find the picture that and she didn't even know how to do it. So it's like, yeah, man, like it sounds fundamental, but I mean that's that's the baseline to to 
to build any sort of skill and expertise. Starts with the fundamentals and the yeah. basics. Real quick, I, I proposed a question about the, um, you know, our, our basketball players are more skilled today. And there's some, <laughs> there's some good answers, but I got to share. This you you got to shout out the people too. Yeah. So this is uh, <laughs> Ray Waddell, um, uh, close he's, friend to my dad. Old know head. Him. Old head. Yeah. He, he's an old. He's an old head. Basketball. Just sports uh, buff in general. He yeah. Like but all that stuff. <laughs> this is what he said. No, not even close. The league is so diluted with too many teams and too many divas. Coaches who try to instill even a tiny bit of discipline are railroaded out of the league by the wokesters who have taken over the NBA. They, they support China and our crickets on the China slavery and Hong Kong takeover. Get a little political here. More concerned with money than social justice in the world. And then they have the nerve to lecture us on social justice. <laughs> These bums need to concentrate more on basketball <laughs> and winning basketball. Now how they look on the ESPN highlight rooms. <laughs> um, I think we kind of know where which side of the fence uh, Mr. Bedell <laughs> is on, but appreciate your answer. Um, let's see, let's see if I can find some some decent ones. Uh, this is from my guy Jason Friedman. I used to work with him with the Washington football team. Yes, for sure. I've been watching basketball for about 40 years. Fans tend to focus on the stars, which was my point. LeBron equals magic, etc. And two superstars could be superstars in any era. Where I see the biggest difference is the depth in the league. Example, if we held a game between the top five players today versus the top five players in the 1980s, we'd have a great matchup. I think we can all agree on that, which is why we still do those comparisons. But if we held a game between... The 50th to the 55th ranked players of today versus, you know, vice versa in 1980, it would not even be close. The players from today would dominate. So, um, I mean, imagine two, Kevin, two both sides, imagine but, Kevin McHale, who, you know, everyone back then was seen as, see, he was seen as one of the best players or best power. He's forward. a Hall of, is he a Hall of Famer? Pretty sure he is, or close to it. Michael Beasley, who's been in and out of the league, would destroy him. He would he would destroy him. Yeah, he would destroy Imagine him. Bob Cousy trying to guard like Brandon Jennings. Like, not, Ty, even, not even not even Westbrook. Tyreek Evans. Yeah. I was literally just watching yeah, a clip right. of him. Trey Burke, Pey- uh, Peyton Pritchard. Again, and that's why I like yeah. like people. Well, you got you got Hakeem, and it's like you guys are mentioning literally like like <laughs> unicorns of those eras. Bring Akeem out on the three so he has to guard somebody out on the three and then what's he going to do on defense? I mean, Akeem was tough. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And he, I don't think he's as athletic as... Yeah, but my my whole point was like, yo, I'm not like... I'm not talking about like the greats. I'm talking about someone like a... Uh, a Monte Morris, right? Like versus BJ Armstrong. I'll take Monte Morris. Any day. Like Any BJ's day. a champion... Any but, day. like, Monte's tough, dog. Um, you know, you mentioned Brandon. Brandon Jennings scored, like, didn't he score, like, 60 as a rookie? I don't, I don't know if he was a rookie, but he, he nah, had He, he had, like, 50-something I think it was 55 rookie. or something. Like that. Yeah. Um, he's underrated. First, he, like, brought – he put Under Armour on the map. We don't talk about Brandon Jennings enough. And he went straight from high school to overseas and yeah. then came to the league. Have they done a story on him? Uh, I don't. I don't think. Maybe like remember, there used to be like documentaries I used to watch. But anyways, like 
that's what I'm talking about when it comes to like, you know, then versus now. Like, it's it's different, man. But again, still a great topic. Topic. Uh, appreciate you know everyone's input. Um, so so the ma- main topic, main topics I should say that I wanted to talk about, and this is something everyone can relate to, is is, is championship DNA, and. If you if you uh, follow Tim Grover, listen to Tim Grover, read his book, Michael Jordan's Trainer, he really talks about how this stuff is not about sports. Like it really is about life, right? Um, like we all should have some type of championship that we're trying to strive for. It could be as a parent, it could be as, as a you know uh, nonprofit, it could be you know, trying to be the best photographer. It doesn't matter, right? Like, we all need something that we should be striving for. Whatever your clock in is. Yeah, whatever it is. But I, I think that there's 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 some key attributes, uh, you know, genes, if you will, that are included in championship DNA that, that I feel like would be would be good to talk about. Um, because it's 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 something that's thrown around a lot, right? Like they have championship DNA. Warriors have championship DNA. And that's really what I want to base this off of. Kind of using them as an example, but I wanted to to ask you, Austin, because you've, I mean, you've won championships uh, at a at a high level. You know, uh, in high school, um, you've you've won some in other areas. I've, I mean, I've won some too, but you know, I mean, I don't consider them like as significant. Um, championships are championships. Don't get me wrong; like it's yeah. not it's not hard, but. And I'm gonna give my I'm, and I'm gonna give my take on it, but I wanted to start with you because, you know, you were the the lead guy on a championship team that wasn't the most talented. Honestly, there's some to me there's some very very good comparisons between this Warriors team and like your Herndon 2011 team. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that that you can talk about when it comes to championship DNA and what that what that means like what are some some things that, that come to mind the first thing you mentioned the word lead you gotta have a leader um specifically in basketball right you know you have your coach who ultimately is you know the leader but you need someone on the court who who's gonna be that that leader that guys are gonna follow follow and um, so I say start there, right? There's got to be a leader that uh, that that has a standard, really, and that standard of ex- excellence and winning. So that's the first thing. Um, I think a sacrifice, right? Like when there's a a clear common goal that hey, this is a, this is what we're trying to accomplish, right? Everyone has to sacrifice, not just, you know, number one person. It's got to be from one through whoever's at the bottom. Everyone has to sacrifice Um, because, you know, nothing, I think, worth worth achieving that's, that's just really hard. You can't do that without giving up something. And that's literally in anything. This has nothing to do with sports, but so. And this is—I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but like being—it's—it's it's hard to be a great 
uh, I look at like just experts in, in different fields, right? It's hard to be a great great at anything, but also have balance, right? I listen to to Grover, like, you know, man, well, how do you how do you balance, you know, being a CEO and uh, and family? And he's like, well, there is no balance. And that, that might not be the politically correct thing to say, but... Um, I have a story I want to I talk about. It's just, about. there's no... Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, don't, I just don't think that's possible, right? If you're like... Yeah. If you're set in stone, like, yo, I want to be the best at something. Yeah. I want to achieve this. There just is no balance, dog. And that's just, that's just what it comes down to. Like, your marriage is probably going to get sacrificed. Being a father or a mother or a brother friend like something's gonna have to give because we're we're human like we just we can't we can't give our energy to to everything and expect it to be you know at a high level um can i can i say something real sure. quick so alex darwich told me a story it's out shout out to our, uh, alex darwich he uh, i've known him since seventh grade graduated same year at herndon um and at the time he was working at uh, i believe under and um, he became cool with like one of the head, like one of the head finance guys. And the finance guy, you know, saw him in his cubicle. Like, hey, Alex, like, how, how's it going? What you got going on this weekend? And he was like, I'm about to go to um, uh, the tech to watch watch them play. You know, this football game against I think like JMU or something. He, and this guy who's a head of finance, uh, married, his kids, all that. He said, he said, Alex, I'm gonna tell you something, man. Go to those games as much as you can. Do all that stuff as much as you can before you get married and, and settle down. Because there's there's no way that I can be a great father, husband, and executive. And executive, like it's not like it's just not possible. No, right? It's too much to me. I'm going to do my best, but like I can't be great at, at all of it. I mean, I'm going to give you an extreme example. My dad can can fact check me. Um, because, you know, I don't want to speak on behalf of, you know, this being or entity or whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, does Jesus accomplish all that that he did if he was if he was married and had kids? Right? I mean, I'm just... No, it's extreme. It's extreme. It sounds but, extreme, but... But I don't know. I mean, he is. He could have. <laughs> I mean, he's Jesus. He could have, but it's like, is, is there is, is the, there a reason why he right. didn't? Think of all the miracles and is is there a reason why he didn't? His uh, ultimate it, sacrifice. Yeah, that's like, literally what he died like sacrifice. Yeah. So, so you said leadership he, sacrifice. He's a champion. <laughs> yeah, this was the ultimate champion. He's probably a champion. <laughs> um, probably never lost. Um, so yeah, leadership uh, sacrifice. Um, communication again going back to the leader like for example my senior year uh, Chris Whelan was our head coach and it was clear that our goal was to win a district championship like that that was the clear goal that was a standard previous year you know, we went undefeated in the regular season, ended up not winning a championship. Um, so 
you know, he made it clear to me, being the captain, like, you need to win a championship to, to cement your legacy here. And I had to communicate that to my teammates because I can't do this alone. And if they don't know that and I don't tell them that, then when I am on on them or, or, or Raleigh's on them and he's cussing people out like, yo, why are you late? You know, shout out to Marcus, but, you know, Marcus had his, his track jacket in, you know, inside out. Like, we're going to let you know, like, nah, you're not you're not doing that. You know, like there's a standard here. Um, but I guarantee you, Marcus knew what our goals were and what we were trying to accomplish. <clears throat> Clock in family, Aham here. Appreciate you all for making it this far into the episode. If you enjoy our content, we've got something special for you. Check out patreon.com slash clock in or download the Patreon app that's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N and search clock in the podcast. You'll have a chance to become a subscriber of the podcast for access to bonus episodes, merchandise discounts, and much more. Only at $5.10 a month. The link is also in the podcast description. All right, I'll shut up now and let y'all get back to it. Peace. And that's in that's in marriage and anything, right? Like, if I don't tell my partner or whoever, like, yo, this is what I'm trying to do, um, and they don't know that, then they probably have a right to, like, be mad, and they have a right to, you know, say certain things. But if I don't communicate that as a leader, then I'm not doing my job. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of you are afraid of communicating that because then you're going to be held accountable for for doing it. Yeah. A lot of you don't want that that accountability because these days so many people talk about they're going to do this and they're going to do that. But when you tell somebody else, now there's someone who's going to look at you, right? Especially, as you mentioned, a significant other, male or female, right? It doesn't matter, husband or wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. So tell me why, like, we can't go on vacations. Like, tell me why, like, we're, I see all my friends um, buying houses and doing all these things. Um, You know, why we don't go out to eat every, every weekend. Like, you know, they need, they need, they need to know, like, why are they sacrificing these things? And you have to do the work to back it up. Yeah. Right. And here's the thing. If you do the work. If you have the right partner, if you do the work, and even if you don't necessarily hit that goal, they're gonna, they're gonna. I get. It. I saw. I saw what you were doing. Yeah. But if you're if you're, BSing and yeah. lollygagging, yeah. yeah, you know. That's why, like, yeah, like you said, there's an accountability to it to yourself, really. But, you know, if you say you want to do something, and yeah, this this is what I want, but. You're just sitting watching Netflix all day or, you know, you're eating like crap. I'm going to look at you and be like, okay, you're, you're literally lying to you. You're not lying to me because I don't, I see it. You're lying to yourself. <laughs> so, and then the last thing I'll, the last thing I'll, I guess, other uh, point, um, a relentlessness to compete. 
Mm. Which not too many people possess that. Um, no, just as a, as a person, as a as a team, both. I think it it doesn't have to be as a person. Like not every person has to have that, and they will. They just they won't. That's right. just not possible. Um, but somebody has to have. Somebody it. has to have it, and when that person does have it, people will, you know, they will hop on board, and they'll and they'll. They'll literally be engulfed into that competitiveness. Um, you know, we won. Again, this is a men's league, guys, but it doesn't freaking matter. We've won three out of four uh, championships on a quest for a fourth one. We don't get that if, you know, I would say the core guys, the leaders, don't have a relentlessness to, of competition. Like, again, Jordan, if Jordan, if Jordan isn't the person that he is, the competitor that he is, dog, <laughs> that's why, like, it's it's not even close to me, honestly, when it comes to, it is, it is close to a certain extent, but it's not, but to win three straight, two times, after everyone knowing, like, yo, you're the best. And we all know when you're the best, like, people are they're coming for you. Like, there's a huge target on your back. And to do that three times, twice, in a, like, to repeat twice, you're, 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 <laughs> you're misunderstood. Like, you're just not going to be, you know, a normal person. And, and that's okay. And that's okay because he he's now labeled as the greatest. But guess what? There's countless guys that have these, and you know they can say, "Hey, I'm a champion." And you know maybe they didn't do as much, but because they had Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or LeBron, like they can say they're a champion, and they can live with that. And they can rock in the rooms with confidence for the rest of their lives. I mean, so, look at B.J. Armstrong. Look at, uh, I think his name was Bill Winnington. Yeah. He said in the, in the last dance, he said, was Michael a nice guy? <laughs> couldn't be. No, couldn't have been. And he said, but he understood what he was trying to do. And if he doesn't do that, who is Bill Winnington? Who is B.J. Armstrong? Who is Scottie Pippen? You know, um, and that's why I talked earlier about competition versus comparison. If you're comparing yourself to somebody else, right, that's selfish, right? If Jordan was comparing his stats and, and, and his personal accolades to a magic and a bird, right, and their personal accolades, he would not have done what he, what he did. He was, he was trying to win championships. In the process of trying to win a championship, he ended up getting those accolades. But it, 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 the team goal was always number one. Yep. Now it got to a certain point where he's like, "All right, everyone's gonna know I'm the I'm I'm the best. Like you're gonna know, yeah. right?" And he 
like, let's keep it a buck. Like, he's human. He was chasing personal accolades. Like, yeah, yeah. When, when Karl Malone got the MVP, he was sick. Right, right. Um, and, I, like, and I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying the, the, yeah. at the top was yeah, the team yeah, goal. Yeah. At the top. Because he, he did say, well, you got that. I'm going to get this. And he, and he Yeah, and he used that to motivate him to get to the team goal. Right. Um, but I, I wrote down some notes, man, based off what I saw with the Warriors, what I've seen with them. So I, I kind of broke it down into two different categories. Championship DNA as an organization, which I'll talk about now. And then, uh, and then championship personal qualities. So you mentioned three of the things that I, that I had. Sacrifice, leadership... And in in communication, right? So I'll I'll touch on those and kind of what I saw with with them and and what and and how we can all kind of relate to it. Um, Vision was the first thing, right? And that kind of plays into your communication, right? Coach communicating to you the district championship is is the vision, right? And then you communicating that vision to the rest of the team. When the Warriors lost in the play-in last year Steph Curry said you know it was up and down year we learned a lot but you don't want to see us next year <laughs> right so from from that point on in. from that point on everything Clay Locked Thompson in. did to get back yeah your stuff on the pod everything uh, we, it's, it, I feel like it's gonna happen um everything stop faking <laughs> everything um Draymond did you know, everyone on that team was focused on one goal, getting back to the championship. I only only heard one person in the media say that the Warriors were going to win, and that was Stephen A. Smith. At the, like, at the beginning of the season. A lot of people called him crazy. But they had a vision, right? So whatever you're chasing, like, you have to have a vision for what you what you want to accomplish for yourself. But more importantly, if, if you're a part of any organization, right, if you're leading any organization, like, can people tell you what that vision is if i were to go to your your church your business your school like now to ask the people that work for work for you work with you like hey what's what's your vision can they clearly state it and if not then it then it's either not being communicated or it's not clear enough but the warriors had a vision um they they had a, a a system right um regardless of whether it's a personal or or organization, you know, goal, you have to have some type of system, man. It just keeps things. Um, yeah, system that works. A system that works. Yeah, yeah. System so that works. So me, I got systems that don't work. <laughs> whether that's your digestive system. <laughs> <laughs> like you got to have a system because it's 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 repeatable, it's predictable, and when you whether you're there or not. Uh, you know, results still happen. Sacrifice, man. Like Draymond. Draymond is one of the most prideful, most competitive guys that I've I've seen play basketball or I've seen in anything. And I think it was game three. He wasn't playing good at all. Steve Kerr pulled play, him. He really only played good like two games, maybe. One or two games. Yeah. He played okay maybe one two. game and he played good one in another game. His best game was the closing game, though. So, yeah, really giving him to his standard, he played good like one game. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he admitted it. But but Steve Kerr benched him in the fourth for most of the fourth quarter, and he was pissed as he should should be. Um, but he kept his head in the game, right? 
And when he got put back in the game, he made a couple plays, offensive rebound, um, you know, steal. A, a steal, an assist. You know, like he didn't he didn't check out. Why? Because it wasn't about him. Andre Iguodala, he talked about on Draymond's podcast. Yeah. He 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 got put in the game for seventy five seconds. Yeah, he was sick. <laughs> and at first, he's like, "Yo, I'm a former like Finals MVP, like you know, however many time well, All Star." Actually, to stop, he Kerr told him like he probably wasn't gonna play. Yeah, like the head coach told him that, and I'm sure that was hard for him to do. For sure, and. You know, Andre was like, "Yeah, man, I was, I was sick because he was like, I, I know I can still help this team, but he respected his decision because they went with, uh, I think it was Kaminga or somebody, um, and now he's a, was this his fourth championship? I believe so. And he mentored Gary Payton the second the whole the yeah. whole series, um, who was huge for them. I mean, I don't know if they won without him." Buying in is kind of is kind of uh, built into sacrifice, but more so buying into your role, right? Like everyone had to buy into their role. Leadership, you talked about that, and I, I want to talk about this because, you know, people talk about Draymond, people talk about Steph. I don't hear anyone talk about Steve Kerr. Like, can we put some respect on Steve Kerr, please? Like, can, 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 can we? Can we? Can we? Can we not? Can can we not just act like? Oh yeah, like anyone could coach that team. Yeah. No dog, like, like Steve just, Kerr. He just inherited a championship team. No, they weren't champions yet. No disrespect to Mark because he did a hell of a job, but Steve Kerr got them to where they are now. You wanna know why? Steve Kerr has five five <laughs> championships as a player. And he played for two of the top five coaches in NBA history, Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich. You could argue one and two. You could, yeah, you could, for sure. You could I don't definitely know. argue Who was Celtics coach? Red Auerbach. I mean, that full run. Like, was he the coach or was he? Yeah, yeah, he was. A, he was a coach. Yeah, it's like eleven championships, but but like, he was playing like against, the, the leadership playing against guys I play at. <laughs> But but the leadership is is at the top down, like Joe Lacob and the look and the, and the owners, like they had to make tough decisions. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, man, this is this is a big one. They've had experience in the valley. What I mean by that is, when things are going downhill, when things are at a low point, they've they've been there. They've been there before they went on that surprise championship run in twenty fifteen. They went there after. So they, they've had experience. I mean, in different playoff series, they've been there. Down 3-1 against the Thunder when they had KD. Clippers. Clippers. Honestly, I they were down 2-1 in this series. In this series. Yeah, they did. Down 2-1 with a game in Boston. Yep. Because Boston stole one. Was that, was that game one or two? That was game one. Yeah. Yeah, they were down. I, I, was, I was like, man, I don't know. Boston was down like 20, and they came back and won. And that's experience in the Valley, that the confidence, right? Because a lot of people, and we've seen it with our own teams in, in these leagues, and pick up, like, teams fold, man, once once they hit that low point. And um, when you have confidence in, 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 in moments like that, nothing can shake you. Star power, I mean, it doesn't matter what organization you're, you're – like, you need a star. 
I don't like you can have all the other things you, you, you need a star um, and then the last thing that I saw is the body language of the bench players this is such a man you guys understand especially this generation this is such a big deal man it's, and it's overlooked the body language of the bench will tell you how unified the team is and all it takes is one person one person can destroy the vibe of a, I'm gonna tell you because look, look I, I'm gonna use this as an example and, and I'm not saying that this is why we lost but my senior year we're playing against seeing you in the regular season championship right um you know we were picked preseason last how was that that game yep it was my senior night and uh I mean if he hears it I don't really care there was a there's a guy on the team <laughs> he was a freshman and he kind of had this like I don't really care attitude right so you know we're we're trying to and we had just played a, a game before that the day before that we had a back-to-back right we had to win the game on Saturday to to be eligible for the relationship championship we ended up winning it so before the game like in the huddle we're trying to get hyped and he has on like this like straight face like I'm too cool him and I believe it was one other player I forgot but it was mainly him you could tell our bench compared to CNU's bench mm. Another school with a history of, of athletic success. And you look at Golden State's bench players, no one was pouting. Everyone was engaged. Like, everyone, dog. Like, everyone knew exactly what their role was. Everyone was ready when they were called on. And uh, there are some of you, uh, I mean, this happened today at work, bro. There's a guy on, our, on my team, and I'm not going to, you know, he's not going to listen to the pod. If he does, oh, well. Um so he's in a role where it's more like account management, right? Where it's, he's trying to get renewals and upsell or whatever. Because of that, um, versus our role, and if you know anything about federal sales, like most sales happen in September. But because of his role, he has renewals all the way, all throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So um, our Q2 number, which ends in, Q2 ends in like eight days, uh, it's really relying on, on him. It, but Personally, where if he if the, if it closes in Q two or Q four, it doesn't really matter to him. It doesn't affect his like yearly number. So you know the execs have kind of been on him like, hey man, you need to like really push for these deals to happen because we're a public company. You know our boss's boss is getting heat. Yeah, and he was like, his attitude was like, oh man, now I gotta go beg for some, you know, beg these guys to to spend some money. Oh, and he yeah. was, and he was just kind of like, <sighs> and it's like. And he like openly was like this. Yeah, like he, he said this. <laughs> um, and I'm like, you don't like you don't get it, man. Like you don't like it's not about you. Because it, it, I'm sure y'all would get y'all would get compensated, right? If y'all hit the number, we don't have a team goal, but but the thing is, like, where you're a public company and you promise certain numbers, if you don't hit those numbers. Stock prices go down, right? Uh, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so, and again, this this stuff is applicable to to whatever you're doing, man. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, dog, I can't even fake, and this sounds terrible, but my junior year, I was kind of like, I wouldn't say I was that person, but 
it got it got bad to where my junior year in college. Yeah. It got to a point where like there was really no vision and I didn't believe in the leadership that like I think I may have said this. Like, I was glad we, the season was over because I knew I, I knew how fake and, un, and and how selfish that team was. And they may hear this like you. I don't care, but it's clear as to why we didn't win championships. Well, here, here's the thing. <laughs> like it's, it's I, very I, clear. I, I, I don't, and you know, I'm not gonna ever like. I'm not saying encourage that attitude. Yeah, but, yeah. But that, but that's a testament as to if you guys. Don't take you guys don't check off these boxes. Yeah, there's gonna be players like Austin who anyone who knows Austin, Austin has he's always had a great attitude. For him to have that attitude, it had to. It was bad. I'm telling you, bad. It was bad because I I knew what it was, dog, and I knew we weren't gonna get to our ultimate goal. Like dog, (laughs) that year was it was just so wild, you know. We coming off the year before, uh, we had won twenty some games, North Division champs or something. What the freak is North Division champ? I don't. Who cares? Um, but we didn't. Ultimate goal is get to March Madness. Like that's why we all, you know, worked our butts off to play Division One basketball. And going into that year, we're like, there's like, mark. There's like a, a marketing plan for this team, like. Like, com- like literally like commercials like it was clear as day that there was like marketing involved like we were picked to win the league which was the worst thing that could have happened to that team given like the personalities and you know the work ethic across the board and I remember talking to Kevin I was like yo like people were acting like we had won two straight SoCon championships and I I knew going into that uh, to that year, like we were in trouble, man, because we didn't have we didn't have the dogs for it. And y'all weren't. And at that point, you weren't kind of. And I, I'm trying to think how to put this. You can you can earn leadership, and leadership can be uh, given to you as a title. People what? the people were given exactly. the title as leaders. It wasn't earned. Who weren't really leaders? It weren't. It wasn't. Earned. And people like Austin, and Kevin, and even other people who know what like real, real leadership is like because they've they've had to be that or they they played for people who are, who are real leaders. They can smell that crap a mile away. Yeah. And they're not going to respect it. No. And then when the coach it. doesn't, when the coach incur- doesn't check that behavior, or when he when he encourages it. Then you're really going to alienate people. But here's the thing that that I want people that have been in Austin's position to to realize: Austin could have easily gone into that next year, like, man, whatever. I'm just going to left. I could have. He could have transferred. This was a real possibility. He could have transferred. He could have been like, I'm just going to get mine. You know, whatever. Like, I'm not really. I'm not really focused on. Uh, on, on these other things, but if you listen to Elijah Bryant's podcast episode, who NBA, is a, champ, NBA champion, Euro League champion, Euro League champion, he talks about Austin's leadership and how that helped him as a freshman. And and and, and, and I mean, I'm not saying like Elijah wouldn't have gotten to where he gotten without you know without you because you know he, he his with his work in mindset, I'm sure he would have gotten you know to to where he got to, but. 
you know, your approach with him, he respected you. Yeah. Right? He respected you. And um, the two leading, the, the two players that had the most points in that season, like in a single game, Elijah had 32, I had 31. Right? And again, I could have easily, like, man, this kid is selfish. Like, you know, he's gunning. Could have easily been that and showed that, but I didn't. Like, nah, I, I knew what he was as a player. I knew what he was capable of, um, but also knew what I could bring to the table. And, <laughs> and so you're, there's, there's no coincidence that after I left, that was the last team that won a playoff game. I don't think there's any coincidence either. Like, literally. Yeah. I was the last team. And going back to the talented part, we were the least talented. Yeah, yeah, that was your least talented team. We beat the top yeah. three teams in the conference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my senior year, <laughs> my senior year, um, Lamont and I. And I just realized this. Yeah, go ahead. The team that picked to win the league didn't win a playoff game because we lost in the first round. I, I forgot about or the quarterfinals. I forgot about that. Yeah, so though, leadership, like, man. <laughs> Yeah. Important real leadership. And then a couple things that we'll get into the last topic. Um I, I did want to touch on championship personal qualities because you it, you don't have to have all these things. Um but I would strive to have all these things, right? Number one is skill, right? Like you, you have to have you have to have skill. Yeah. And skill Honestly, in, in, in looking at, you know, uh, people in, in different areas of life, skill doesn't mean that you're the best Like overall. You just have to be the best in your role, right? Whatever that is, you need to be skilled in that in that thing. Um, there's a reason why companies hire for IT, HR, sales, all that stuff. They're not looking for someone who's good at all those things. They need you to be the best in that thing, in your role. Work ethic, right? Clock in, like it sounds self-explanatory, but clock in. A lot of people don't, man. <laughs> clock Let's just call in. What it is, and or they work. They have work ethic as long as there's a short-term goal that they think they're going to accomplish. Now, work ethic is a, is a lifestyle. It's not a nah. seasonal thing. Like like you either have it or you don't. Now, what you choose to have work ethic in will probably change over time, but work ethic is work ethic. IQ, you have to be a student. Which, sorry, it's a skill. What, work ethic? Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, that goes, part of that, having a work ethic is having the right system for you to, you know, put yourself in a position to work, right? Here's an example. If you know that you can't work out after work, you need to have a system to go to bed by a certain time so that you can get up before work, have your clothes out, Already, I have your gym clothes already out. Have your your work clothes already out so that you just wake up, you do what you need to do. You don't have to think, and you go to the gym. Like that's that's part of it. IQ, you need to be a student of of, of your craft. Um, some people have natural instincts in certain stuff, but that's not going to get you completely there. Like you have to you have to have uh, a certain uh, intelligence in in your field. Going off that, I think. Is also a curiosity that you you should possess. It's big. Do you know it all? 
like I want I want, that like those I'm sorry those those types of people really bother me man people who are always trying to you know show that they're smart and show that they know the facts <laughs> but the, the thing is they don't ever apply them in, in useful ways right like well they just don't know it they just don't know what they're talking about that's that too <laughs> like it sounds cool but I want everyone to think about this like how many questions do you ask like how many questions do you ask like meaningful questions not like to, to act like you care like how many questions do you ask and for what I've heard, I'm not at this level yet. We're not at this level yet. But people who are highly successful, that curiosity never stops. You never arrive at it. And they don't care like who 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 it is. Like one thing I admired about Kobe, like he would he would ask anybody. Like I don't care if it was Jordan, if it was someone who just had a nice like. JJ Reddick's podcast. He, I think it was a USA training camp or something. Um, don't quote me on that. But he literally was like asking JJ Reddick, who had like just got into the league, like asking him about shooting. This is Kobe Bryant yeah. asking, you know, a rookie who, yeah, he had a good career at Duke, but he hadn't done anything in the NBA. Like he, his first couple of years, he didn't do anything. But Kobe's asking him about shooting, right? Like that's because he, he respected him as a player and as a shooter, but he was literally like curious. You're like, yo, like, how do you turn your hips coming off a screen? Or like, how are you able to uh, kind of drift and still knock down shots at the same time? And, and that's a testament to how you look at people, right? The, the way Kobe looked at people is he can learn something from everybody, which means he sees the value in, in everybody. Some of y'all don't have that mindset. Some of y'all have a superiority complex where you want to feel like you're better than, right? And that you can't learn from certain people. Yeah. Um, the fourth one, hard and grit. Um, some people say that you either have it or you don't. But honestly, I think it can be developed. And I think it can be developed by putting put in, by being put in situations where it has to come out, right? Um give you an example like we've talked about uh you know Austin like when you played against Gum Springs like at, at a young age and you kind of <laughs> went through that that experience people you know getting on you yelling you know talking crazy to you right if you would have played no offense against Great Falls and McLean and Chantilly and that was, <laughs> that, that was your only exposure to basketball competition you know when you go to the Goodman League yeah when you go, when you play against the HBCU, when you play against, you know, these 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 different more hostile environments, you're not black people. Well, yeah, <laughs> but even like I'm kidding. But but even you but know, yeah, I mean, playing Duke, playing at Duke, and it's yeah, it's not just it's not just yeah, it's it now you know they're different how they come at you, but the idea is like you have to put. And as parents, I feel like you need to put your kids in situations that are obviously safe, but situations where they they're gonna have to fight through adversity, right? Like there are some people that they're more determined than others, but it can be developed. Awareness, this is big. Are you aware of what you're good at and what you're not good at? Are you aware of what your teammates are good at and you're not good at? So you can fill their gaps. 
Um, are you aware? Are you aware of what uh, what is needed from top to bottom? Right, confidence sounds self-explanatory, but you need, you need confidence. Then, lastly, is, is is being competitive. Right, again, like like Austin's talked about a lot of this, um, and competitiveness isn't. Um, I'm going to win at all costs. I'm going to cheat, do things. Nah, like I'm put it this way. I based on the life that I've lived and, and you know, do basketball and, and honestly living in our home, <laughs> we competed at everything. <laughs> Video games, um, racing, you know, playing, throwing the football, like everything was a competition. Eric can attest to it. Like we competed in everything. <clears throat> I, you got, I, I feel weird if I'm not competing. Like if I'm not in a competitive environment, it's like, I don't really know. Like, I'm, I'm not getting better, right? It's not. It's just. You're not living. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and, and you don't have to, again, like, you don't have to be a one-ups person, but put yourself in an environment. Because it, it brings the best out of you. Like, there's a reason why America, from a, like, economic perspective and, and, a, and a free enterprise and capitalism perspective, there's a reason. Now, there's obviously things that are wrong about how people have exploited capitalism, but. The reason why we have all these businesses, you have the ability to, to, to do certain things, is because one of the foundational principles of this country is the ability to compete. There's a reason why people come here, because in other countries, that company is going to be the company that everyone has to go to, and there's nothing else you can do about it. Right. Any other company that tries to be you know, developed and compete, like it's, it's illegal. Like, that stuff happens. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to touch on, but I, I had just one more topic. This is a bring it home topic, um, but I didn't want to, you know. Nah, man, I think belabor the point. No, nah, that was great. Shout out to the Golden State Warriors, man. Shout out to the Curry family. Chabelle. Everybody was lit. <laughs> you see the video of Curry running, running out that girl. <laughs> Uh, I can't even. I can't even. Figure, I, I don't know what I'd be doing if I won an NBA championship. I, I do know I'd be wilding, like similar to what they were doing. I'd be talking crazy. Um, yeah, it's winning, man. It's winning special. Yeah, and, um, and it's worth it. Like all the stuff that we talked about, the sacrifice. You know. Like I look at like Shadell, she's a wife of uh Damian Lee. She doesn't see him like that often, you know, throughout the season. And I'm sure that's tough on her, right? Now she has a baby. But when he's holding that trophy and he's got a another ring and they're celebrating, it's like, oh, okay. Now nah, I see why. Cause that's only gonna help her brand. Her family's brand. Yep. <clears throat> and given what they've gone through as a family, right? Like, that's just it's a relief. Because they've gone through some stuff this past year. Yeah. So, shout out, shout out to them, man. Shout out to the Celtics, too. Like, they... they, uh, I mean, they showed a lot of, like you said, grit and heart to even get there. Um, I don't think a lot of people had them making it to the finals. And, I mean, they were close, man. I think they'll be back given... That organization, yeah, 
the leadership they have, but it just it wasn't their season. So yeah, they're going. They can only be <clears throat> one championship, and that's the thing about winning. One champion. Uh, one champion. Sorry, one champion. Um, but I said we about to play in this championship. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean that's that's the thing. Like in in our own personal lives, right? Whatever your championship is, like it, it, it's not like that. Like you know, for most of these things, like it, it, you can win and other people can win. Um, but my last topic is, is to bring it home. Topic presented by Echo Underwood with the risk of real estate. Um, it, it's, it's personal to me, man. Um, you know, I, if you listen to episode ten, the goods, we get into our personal stories. You'll understand why. Um, you know, the last couple weeks, uh, you know, playing-wise, um, not just in the league, but even, like, pickup, uh, I've been struggling, man, you know, like, like mentally. Like, I don't know why. Um, could be a lot of different factors. But, um, you know, for those who don't know, I, I struggled a lot with, with confidence um, growing up. And, you know, it's not something that is residual. Right to me, uh, you have to constantly re-earn, re-earn it, right? And in, in, in some ways, and when I and I'm not saying you need to your confidence needs to ebb and flow, but you know if you're not doing the work and you used to do the work, like you know maybe your confidence will be affected. Um, so we you know we play in the league or whatever, and the last like two games, dog, my field goal percentage was like one for like like fifteen, something bad. Last like. Yeah, last two, three games. And, you know, I can start to feel myself kind of creep back, man, into that that old mindset. Um, and for the and for those, you know, who have listened to the podcast, like, a lot of your battles, man, it's not between other people. Like, it's literally you versus you. Um, so before the game, man, I haven't done this in a long time. I literally looked, I looked at myself in the mirror and was like, yo, like, you know who you are, man. Like, come on, man. Like, get, like, snap out of it. Like, be, like, be, be, be who God made you to be. Like, we're not going, like, we're Clock not going in. back. I said this, I'm not going, I'm not going back to that. Um, And it was, it was a, it was a pivotal moment, man. And for those who are believers, you know, I said some stuff like, like, nah, like, you're not about to win today. You know, Satan. Like you're literally not. Like I'm not, because that's where you get attacks. You attacks your mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I came out yesterday with, with a completely different mentality, man. And and I was angry at myself. Like when I said I was, I'm joking. Like was I mad? I was angry at myself because it's like I, I almost let myself yeah, kind of creep back. And even like <laughs> you kept blame. You kept saying stuff. I'm like. Like, in, I don't know exactly what I said, but I basically like just play better. Like you're, you're like, just make the shot. Yeah, yeah. It's like just so, make the shot, though. I mean, like, the, you're, the day you're thinking too much. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. I did, my workouts did change. I did lift. I, I started looking more upper body and not as much lower body the last like month, and I felt like it it affected my shot because everything was short. Um, but he was right. Like I know how to shoot. Nobody, just, nobody. Just, Nobody cares. Yeah, like Derek, my, Derek Henry, just his caption, his caption, his IG is like nobody cares. Work harder. Like nobody cares. Make the yeah. shot. Yeah, I don't care. You're I expect right. you to make the shot. Right, right. And you should too. So that was my whole point. Like, yeah, I don't and, and the, hear all this stuff. And the thing was, like, I wasn't figure it out, and it, you did. It wasn't like 
I wasn't. It was. It was. It was different this time. It wasn't like I went into those shots not expecting to make them. Like they, mm-hmm. I thought they were going in, but I can. But I wasn't playing. I wasn't playing loose anymore. I was right. playing like, like I gotta hit this shot. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I had to have a conversation with myself, man. So, so some of y'all, y'all may be, you know, going through some stuff. Um, whether it's it's new and you've never been through it, or or you know you've gone through it before and you don't want to go back. You got to remind yourself who you are, man. So lastly, quote of the week. Um, it's by Conrad Hilton, who I believe is the owner of Hilton Hotels. And he says, success. What's up? Is Paris Daddy? I think it's like a great, great. Who's that? His name's Conrad. Ain't no Conrad. There's no Conrad. They stopped naming people Conrad after like 1950. So he. With Gladys and Right, right. That was back when they had two initials, J.L. Barrett. Um, but it, his quote says, success seems to be connected with action. Successful people keep moving. They make mistakes, but they don't quit. That's it, fellas. Episode 80, man. Wow. End of season four. Appreciate y'all, man. We had some really good, we had some really good episodes. Uh, especially we, we had some guests. Yes, yes, yes. Mo Ali Cobb, really good guests. Jeff Kenny James. Kenny James. Elijah. Elijah. Elijah Bryant. Yeah, Mo. We had some, we had some champions. Mo man. Jimmy, Monty Sanders. Yeah, Mo Jimmy. Um, Ico, Sniper, yeah. Beham. Yeah. Walt, Walt. Another champion. Champ- yeah, it's, it's, it's champions, man. Champions. You know, we champions too. Clock in. Clock in. We'll be back uh, at a later date. We'll figure that out. Late July, August, most likely. But look, man, we got some celebrating to do. Yeah, sure, man. There's another milestone, 80 episodes. Our birthday's coming up. Yep. A year away from 30. Which is crazy. Hopefully, uh, by season five, our beers would have connected. Hoping to have something. Awesome. You've got some new growth, though. It's getting closer to the... Yeah. I got a couple. I got some crazy. I'm trying to tell you, it's there, Marshall. You got to put it out in the face. I'm going to I've been going through it. <laughs> I've been going through it for you. Yeah. I gotta apply my our championship qualities to this to this beer go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to go straight mustache. I'm about to go straight mustache. Hey man, shout out to all the listeners, viewers. Oh, he still listening? I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> give y'all a round of applause, though. If y'all listen to Tap In, you get a free shirt. Huh? I still don't know, bro. Come on, Nico. Hey, look, clockinapparel.com. We got some summer summer apparel coming. Yes, sir, man. Till next time.
Clock in.